Yeah, a nightmare. A nightmare. True. And I feel stuck. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't get out of it with my parents. I can't get out of it with my coaches because my coaches are going to make me do it in front of the swim team. And so I, I went to my dad's toolbox and I took out a hammer and I <laughs> tried to break my wrist. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go in blind to all my interviews, only going off of the submission that was written in by the guest so that I can hear the story firsthand just like you. I'm just going to acknowledge that I know you. I mean, yeah. like, I feel like I know you and, well, so we went to college together. Right. Do you want right. to say your name? You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hello. My name is Rose Kelso. I went to college with Molly Clark. And now we're here. And, and Rose came in here today with the intention of telling, um, just quit briefly, maybe cusp over what you were going to tell. Well, no, because we'll do that as another episode because it's so good. The she found a dead body in a Barnes. Right. Apple. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm like, why am I stalling? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the the dead body in the Barnes and Noble story happened when I was 15 uh, and it carried me through. Yeah, we'll leave it at that because I kind of want you to tell it another time when we need an uplifting episode. Right, right, right. But then I reminded you of something that you had told me in a hot tub six years ago. Right. And um, you agreed that it was more of a please don't tell anyone story. Right. And it's something that you haven't even unpacked. Yeah. Um, And so we're going to see how this goes. And if anything makes you uncomfortable, just tell me and we'll cut it and it's just no big deal. Okay. Solid. Um, I'll let you guide us, but why don't we just start with the buildup? I mean, how old were you when this story happened? Okay. So this happened, I, I used to tell this story as a funny story and would call it like my worst birthday and call it my 12th birthday that went wrong, whatever. So it happened around the time I was... 12 years old for so much of my life I was a competitive swimmer how many people know this story to start because I think that's also part of it four people uh and the four people that know are my best friend Bella okay (laughs) you Talia and Juan because we got too deep in that hot tub (laughs) because we were in a hot tub for a project sophomore year yeah and things got really real and as you just said to me you regretted telling this to us immediately immediately and that's so sad for me to hear now that it was such a regret because that just shows where you were at with this story. Yeah, yeah. Compl- no, I still, I haven't really even thought about this story. I, maybe since I told you in that hot tub. Because I, I, it was after that moment that I was just like, I'm not going to share this anymore. Because it felt so bad yeah. to say it. Uh, and now it's funny because when you brought it up. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've really... And I wasn't going to bring it up as I told you. I mean, this is all kind of conversation that we just had. But like when I heard her tell it, you guys must be on the edge of your seats when you know (laughs) what this is. (laughs) When I heard you tell it, I just thought, oh my God, I'm like, I felt so bad that you were ever in a position to have to do what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Watch the reveal is going to be like nothing. You're like, what the fuck? It's true. But you felt so much shame. And like, I think... We recently had a big conversation about emotions and shame and um, how our past played into who we were in college yeah. because 
for just the sake of this conversation, like we had a very complicated relationship in college right. and very recently we, we mended it. Right. And, and we're both so grateful for that. Right. I would think I don't want to speak for you. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, no, still so fuck this girl. Um, but we actually realized how similar we are and how yeah. those similarities probably made us butt heads in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so shame <laughs> is something we both felt, but shame is a big part of the story from your end. And for me, I was right. just like, holy shit. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So you were a competitive swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So I was a competitive swimmer from the time I was like eight years old until I want to say 16, 17, but it like stopped. I, I kind of stopped being into it. I really wanted to get out of swimming. There came a point, like I loved swimming. I loved doing the practices. I was always so afraid. When did you start swimming? Uh, eight years old. Eight oh, years old. So, I was, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was I was a pretty chubby kid. I'm not even kidding. This is how it's, that's hard to believe. No, 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 no. I'll send you a photo. You can put it in. <laughs> It'd be really weird if I were like, and here's Rose as a chubby kid. The reveal. And that's not the shameful part. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But um, no, I was I was a a pretty chubby kid, and and my neighbor had said to my mom, like, "Are you gonna put her in a sport?" <laughs> Like so fucked up. I was pretty fucked up. Yeah, that that goes deep on like a whole yeah, other level. And the fact that I know that, yeah, that I was awesome. about to pretty say the fact bad. that you know that. Yeah. Like one of our cleaning ladies one time like told my, me that I was fat, and I'll never forget that. And I was you so young. Forget. No, it's just like those early moments that are like, or someone being like, "You should start working out." Just so young, and you're like, yeah. "Oh well, this is where it starts." Right, right, right. Like instant. Like I'm drinking lemon juice and cayenne pepper yeah. every day. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so. Um, so you were fat. So I was, I was fat. And that so that was part of the reason that I went and also like swimming was a huge part of my dad's life and all of his brothers were swimmers. My dad was in the Navy and a lifeguard and blah, blah, blah. So it, it was like, okay, we need to put Rose in a sport. Let's put her in swimming. And I, at first swimming was like one of those things that just always scared the shit out of me because it was always so intense. Mm-hmm. And, um, were you a good I, swimmer? I was good. I was like, I had good endurance. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like the fastest and I couldn't get faster no mm-hmm. matter how much I tried. Like I, I was just like always kind of. Yeah, you, you like plateaued. Mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like whatever. So I, I really used it as exercise. Yeah. But like it was kind of requirement on these swim teams to do these meets and I fucking hated doing the meet was it was this like a private swim club or a local swim club or like a y it was a it was like a local swim club it wasn't like for school no no it wasn't for school yeah they were they were private teams so like tvsc and north shore or whatever you know this is long island long island that's what's up yeah very long island names Mm -hmm. and uh and so those meets were all super intense and like really took me like over a psychological hump literally every single time from the time I started really? every single time it was very hard for me to ever just be like this because I would get so nervous like major performance anxiety thinking I was going to drown well it's interesting because like the person that I know you to be when you're uncomfortable you now na- you you did match that with comedy right so like moments in college where you were uncomfortable it was like you almost appeared really confident because you did something funny. And so hearing this, I would think that you would be like the jokester on the swim team and it would bring be able to bring you down a notch of like people putting you up to a high standard. But was that really not the case? No, no. I mean, that's actually a really interesting perception of me. I thought you were going to say something that was more 
close to like at these swim meets, I would get so nervous. I would hide away. Oh, no. Because I was I was like, I can't talk to anyone or else I'm going to throw up. Like I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't talk to people. I would just kind of like hope the time would pass. But it took all of my energy to like calm myself down during the meets. But I loved my teammates and I, I loved Did they swimming. notice this though? Like where was your coach I don't, seeing I don't, the anxiety or your parents I or... So. I don't know. So I, even before this um, climactic moment that we're going to get to, like the buildup that you're giving us is you, you're going into a corner or you throw up or you'd have these incredibly anxious moments and yeah. even then wouldn't tell anyone. Yes, yeah. No, I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. Like, because it that... Like, everyone was there to do the thing, and I did. I just didn't understand how other kids enjoyed doing this, uh, especially because, like, not to sound <laughs> whatever, but the meets were, like, in a wrestling room. <laughs> like, you'd what? be sitting on this, fu- or, like, that's where you would wait. Is oh, like, I was oh like, God. they had pools in the wrestling room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just... It's, it's, it's a ton of ringworm. Yeah, yeah so it really was a lot of ringworm. Though, yeah. Because you're on these, like, sweaty fucking mats. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In a room that's too hot with, like, 400 kids in it, and you're all just, like, eating protein bars. Yeah. Half naked. And trying not to shit yeah. in your swimsuit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it was a terrible experience. That I just terrible. did not like that at all. It felt like cattle. Uh, were your parents really strict? No, no. They were they were strict about, they were disciplined, I'd say. But they weren't like, you're going to the Olympics, and if you let us down. No, no, no. They absolutely, they just were like, they. I think my parents always knew that I was an anxious kid, mm-hmm. and they were like, you're going to have this your whole life, and you like need to figure out how to do things with that anxiety so that's why they they didn't let me get out of meets even, even though I really didn't want to go so I always had this expectation that like when a meet was coming like I had to do it yeah unless I was sick or something um which was that never really happened and so like always know that I had to do these meets and I, it wasn't just pressure from my parents it was also like the swim team like you didn't you didn't want to miss when everyone was like at these yeah. meet, like that's what everyone talked about all the time yeah and yeah, then yeah. The coaches would be a little tough on you um so anyway also if you miss then there's attention drawn to you of why you miss sometimes yes yeah and I'll, I'll get to that because that's that's where everything kind of got weird um yeah so that those are like my early memories of swimming when I was a, a kid is like meets were something I did uh I didn't love doing them but I just knew it was something I had to do and that was fine. That's how life really was for a while. Now, in swimming, you have two different seasons, which is like short course season where you're mm-hmm. swimming in a 25-meter pool. Mm-hmm. And then you have long course season, and that's in the summer. Mm-hmm. And you're swimming in a 50-meter Olympic-sized pool, okay. which feels huge. Endless. Yeah, it really does. And on Long Island, there are about two places with that pool, and one is an outdoor pool out east. And then the other one is um, Eisenhower Park in Nassau County. Mm. And I'm pretty sure they would use that Olympic-sized pool for, like, lifeguard training. Um, and uh, and so uh, the it was, like, cold, and the, the bottom of the pool was painted black. Ooh. And I'm, like, starting to remember the story, which is why I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but it's good. It's all good. It's all okay. good. I'm just like, oh, shit. But, okay, so I'll never forget. So it was long course season, 
And um, I always had these like really broad linebacker shoulders, like from the time I was a kid. So they would put me in butterfly all mm-hmm. the time. Like that was my stroke. You could do it. I can't do butterfly. And I couldn't fucking do butterfly oh. either. <laughs> it was just like, you know, They're like she looks the part. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know how sometimes they'll put, like, there was a kid at my high school who was like, six eight and he was on the basketball, basketball and he sucks at yeah, basketball or like the big boys are in it. football and it's like they're just fat yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've made like two fat comments and i'm really sorry it's like it makes it sound like, like i'm being incredibly fat phobic. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not no i don't know they put you on butterfly so yeah they they put me on butterfly it's long course season and i'm supposed to swim a 200 meter butterf- butterfly which like in a shorter pool is 8 laps mm-hmm. of butterfly and in this long pool is 4 laps obviously had you done it in practice yeah yeah i, I we done it in practice it was rare that you would do it was definitely like the mo it was like one of those moments like you, you ever get on a test and then it was you like, get to like critical thinking yeah and you're like oh fuck you're like, like we did this one day five <laughs> weeks ago yeah 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 and i'm not gonna like critically yeah. think i just don't know <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know um so it was kind of, it felt like that vibe like i definitely was practiced at swimming and i was like okay i can do it i'll figure it out yeah um and so get up to the block dive in and immediately like my cap falls off my goggles fall off they I, I'm like panicking and freaking out in the meet in the meet this is at the meet oh in the see race. I don't remember and I only know like the actual event of this I don't know yeah this, this is still the preface like, yeah I'm trying to, I'm trying no to give I a, mean that an hour yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't worry about it. we're already at almost 15 minutes we okay. need 30 that's all we need so, okay great great you'll get you'll hit 30 I'm not worried about it um, yeah I mean that's embarrassing yeah, well, it was it was. Emb- I mean, objective. I'm not saying like fuck. That's embarrassing. But was, like for a kid, that's so embarrassing. embarrassing. And I was, I think I had just turned 12 years old, and like, like my cousins were in town. Yeah, and they didn't go to the meet, but I was like, I was embarrassed that I was gonna come home and see my cousins, and like, yeah. And it, but it so okay. So like, cap falls off, goggles fall off. I was already nervous for this meet, and then I start panicking because like, like my goggles were like they didn't really fall off they were like wrapped around my neck and like mm. kind of got caught on the lane line and I'm like choking and drowning oh and I'm like God. really like I'm fully drowning and like, people I'm are very, swimming like they're doing the meet next people, to you like I've already known yeah you're that, fucked like, like I'm you... DQ'd I yeah. like and my dad is up there in the in the stage my mom is away somewhere that weekend my mom the two of them always came to every meet mm-hmm. but my dad was up there and I cared so much about him yeah seeing me and all the parents it's like you're fucking up in front of a whole stadium of people is what yeah. it felt like and I remember really thinking like oh my god I'm gonna drown at the bottom of this pool because I was sucking in all this water and this lifeguard was running along the fucking side of the pool and he was like it's okay you got it I'm like get the fuck in the pool <laughs> you're like this is your job <laughs> get in the water like I was so and so finally I just like pull these goggles off my neck I like break the lanyard and I swim freestyle the rest of the time. And I just remember getting out and I can't even breathe and I'm sobbing. And and I, oh, the worst part of it was I remember swimming in and because I was freestyle, I, I like came in fit. I can't believe like, you even completed it. Like you uh, weren't yeah. just like, thank you, I'm out. <laughs> I, I should have. I should Because freestyle at that point, you're just like. I totally You're not even doing the butterfly. Yeah, no, I got completely <laughs> aced off of it. It was so bad. And when I came in after, like, it was the last lap, uh, everyone in the stadium gave me oh. a pity clap. 
And I just wanted to be like, fuck you. Like, you don't know what I just went through. I have so much chlorine in my eyes. Yeah. Get out of the pool. I'm weeping. I have coaches from other teams, like, patting me Ooh, on the back. Pity pats. Yeah. And so that's where shit kind of started. Uh, because that was the summer and I had other meets I had to do. And that's when I started for the first time in my life, just like panicking about doing these meets. And, um, I mean, it sounds like you were like, I never want to feel that again. Yeah. Literally never. It was, it was horrific. After that swim meet, I started getting really sick, just really, really sick. And then actually sick, not fake sick. Yeah. Not fake sick, actually sick. And that was like a week after the meet. And we didn't know it was wrong. And that was right around the time that bird flu was happening mm-hmm. when everyone was like, H1N1 is COVID. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, COVID, yeah. You know, but that. Yeah, that was like. Pandemic, like we're all going to die. And that was child's play. Yeah, yeah. It was nothing. That was, I'd take it now. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, do, I would do a shot of H1N1 <laughs> right now. Yeah, <laughs> and so, so we went to the doctor and they did a CAT scan on me and saw that I had water in my lungs mm. and I had aspirated water from that swim meet. It was like a really serious thing. It gave me not like huge medical problems, but like, yeah. like they, they thought you I had, had physical side effects. Yeah, yeah. Physical side effects. They thought I had tuberculosis because I had like this water stain on my lungs from that. That's wild. Which was crazy. And it had chlorine in it too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't I, fresh water. Really fucked me up. Yeah. Okay. So it was so bad and I was so scared about it. And now I'm trying to remember the timeline, but after that, I was always strong-willed enough to, like, be uncomfortable about doing this these swim meets, but, like, knowing that I could do them. But for the first time, I was starting to have full-blown panic attacks about them. Like, I was sobbing thinking about going to them because they scared the shit out of me. And I was like, I, that cannot happen again. And I think immediately after that one, that terrible swim meet like a few weeks later there was one where I was doing a hundred fly and my parents were like you can do it and that felt like a big triumph because I like breathed in deep and I didn't do great but like I did the whole thing and my goggles stayed on and like that was great but it didn't it wasn't successful enough that it got me out of it you know so um so time passed and time passed and I was like doing some swim meets and then figuring out how to get out of others and like, and I had never lied to get out of swim meets before, but I was really just like, so, so like my parents were like, okay, yeah, I guess you can't do this one. Or like you have this big, I was like signing up for stuff that would be at the same time as swim meets, you know, things like yeah. that. Um, there was another time, this was around the age that like swimming started getting really intense Mm -hmm. so like my coaches were getting stricter and they were kind of like if you're not doing the meets then like why are you on the team and like that kind of shit it was weird and we were all like 13 14 years old uh there was one meet where they had put me in a 400 im which is 16 laps four laps of every stroke that's what an im is it's like butterfly backstroke breaststroke freestyle in that order and i remember uh I was like, okay, I'm going to do this meet. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then my mom drove me to the meet, which happened to be at um, the high school in my district. And in the parking lot, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. She was like, no, 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 you, you do it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you vote, you can do it. And I was weeping and screaming. I was, I had never even seen myself be like that, but I was like, you, you, I cannot do it. And she drove me home. 
Wow. And that's never happened before. Then I come to was practice. Was your mom mad at you? She was mad at me at that That's interesting. Time. Because this whole time, I'm like, why do you feel like you can't tell this is a anyone? Great question. I know. I almost lied and said she wasn't because I, uh, my mom is a, a wonderful woman yeah. in the moment, no way. obviously. She was just like, like, what is, like, you gotta, like, <laughs> you know, they're, we're literally in the parking lot. Like, yeah. just go do the swim meet. But I could not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, sometimes parents don't like see what's going on in your head. And I, yeah. I'm sure it probably came off as like, I don't know, like I was being a brat or something. Um, and then the next day I came into practice and my coach made the whole team get out of the pool and was like, Rose, you missed the swim meet yesterday and like, didn't tell us that you weren't going to come. And he made me swim the event in front of everyone. Oh my god! As they watched, and I this I was like going through all this in my head where I was just like, oh my god! Like I I'm like tear. I have like this issue now where like when I jump in a pool, I'm like gasping so much for anxiety. air. Yeah, like I it's literally felt like I don't want to call it PTSD. No, but you it was call like, it PTSD. I mean, why yeah. why why can't you? That there are so many it's different levels so of PTSD. Weird. Yeah, it's it's weird because it. It felt like something small, like, oh, you you fuck up at a swim meet, your goggles fall off. Like, that happens to a bunch of people all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was so scary for me that, like, and no one was fixing it. And and I couldn't communicate how scared I was. Like, I, it felt like everyone just kind of, whatever. So then, more time passes. Somehow I'm, like, doing some meets, getting out of more, whatever. But then my swim team has this big annual meet called like the January joust and uh <laughs> and I find out about this that uh the, like they'll post what event you're doing mm-hmm. a few weeks before and they put me in as 200 fly so that's the same event that I did in the summer that I like drowned at whatever using the term drowned loosely yeah. and I panic I'm now in eighth grade when this happens so it's probably like a year after mm-hmm. that or year or two yeah um <clears throat> so it's like time has passed but yeah. it's still like as fucking scared and um and I was like I, d- I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this one like I at that point I think I had like dodged so many meets and shown that I wasn't interested in swimming I, I had even started doing track so I could be like oh I'm gonna like be more into this now instead of that you know <laughs> wow but, but you there was some level of pressure to be like, you have to keep swimming. Like, why couldn't you just be like, I, I, you know, I'm not into swimming anymore. I'm just going to do track. I'm so athletic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I wasn't like enough into track, and like I was so deep in the swimming world. world. But my parents did have this rule with me that I agreed with, which was like, if you're not doing one form of exercise, you have to be as dedicated mm-hmm. in like another form of exercise. So like, I don't think I'd proven you, myself. You like, hadn't fully transitioned that commitment to track. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And then there, I'll go into that later because now that I, I'm realizing like why I did certain things in track because of this. But, oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, let's get to the big, <laughs> the big reveal part of it. So I find out I'm going to do this 200 fly, even though, and now it's back in short course season. So it's going to be eight laps instead of uh, four at like the home swim meet. Yeah, a nightmare. A nightmare. And I feel stuck. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't get out of it with my parents. I can't get out of it with my coaches because my coaches are going to make me do it in front of the swim team. 
And so I go into my dad's gar- garage. And this is the night box. before? No, this is this is methodically like two weeks before. Because wow. I was like... You just couldn't get it out of your head. Yeah, I was like, I need to prepare. Like, if you're going to do this, do it right. Was this like all you were thinking about yes. once you had found out that you were being in this position to swim that much? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was scared shitless. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally going to humiliate shame drown wow everything uh, all in one <laughs> the triple deluxe um and so i i went to my dad's toolbox and i took out a hammer and i t- tried to break my wrist i was thinking like okay should i break my knee should mm-hmm. i just go for my whole arm and then i think i had done research that was like you can like like if you break a wrist like it's like the easiest thing to break or something like that. I don't know why I chose wrist, but it was like the least damaging. Like if I broke my knee, like that could fuck me up. No, I mean, it was super thought out because that's how much you cared to miss this, which makes sense. You were that afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I took this hammer and I like really, I tried to get, how did you do that? Like, how did you do that without hesitating or the risk was so great. (laughs) <laughs> for those out there looking <laughs> yeah 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 no the, the risk of like swimming this swim meet outweighed whatever oh the I risk could... was so great I thought you said the risk was so great <laughs> no, oh my no, god I'm no, so no, sorry no. oh fuck no, was, I still thought it was a funny joke yeah oh, no no I feel horrible <laughs> no don't yeah but that that no the the stakes were that high it's so high so high and it's funny because like looking back on it now I'm like you would have been okay or like you know like yeah but in those moments you don't feel like that no it literally felt like so you did it in one whack no I didn't I tried I wanted to I was like I can just get it done and then I realized that wasn't gonna work and I started early enough two weeks in advance that I was like if I just do it a little bit every day until one morning I wake up and Holy shit. Yeah, I really forgot that I did this. Until one morning I wake up and like I can tell it's broken because like you break a bone, you you get the red ring yeah. around your bone um, or on your wrist or And skin. I'm guessing you only knew that because you had done that research at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't well, know that. Also, I, I think I maybe knew it because like my sister's a doctor and she said that. I don't know. I don't know how I knew that, but I did know that that's what happens. And that's what my parents would be looking for too. And I remember I, so I did it and I didn't, I didn't, I did it. And I kept going. And then there was one morning I woke up and I was like, okay, I think it's broken. You actually broke it. I did. So, so the morning I was ready to, I was like, okay, I broke it. I went to my parents. I think my dad first. And I was like, ah, I tripped over my pants and like, and I said tripped over my pants because I still was like trying to find something funny. Like so I still wanted a funny story. Yeah. You know, not and like silly, like Rose tripped over her pants and broke her wrist. <laughs> and yeah. um, so I, I tripped over my pants is what I told him and then showed him my wrist. And my dad was like, oh, it doesn't it just looks like. Oh my god! A little inflamed, like you know, and, and that's—he's not an abusive parent. No, <laughs> I know, I know, and that's why this is so painful because it's like, yeah, it's like not good enough. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to make it worse or yeah. something. And that's what I feel like. So many parents would say that too. They like look at, 
you know, and be like, it doesn't look so bad yet. Like, we don't have to worry about it yet. Yeah. So that... Well, that's another part of the story is, like, you have great parents. Yeah. To not know that your kid is suffering, I think that there's probably a lot of parents out there who are great parents and to, like... How many of these stories are there is what I'm really interested in. Probably everyone probably has one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's I think it's hard to know. Yeah. And like you want your kid to be okay and but like I was also trying so hard to like look good for my parents and like look good for the swim team that I didn't want anyone to know yeah. this pa- I was trying to hide that panic all the time because I was so embarrassed about it that you even covered it with comedy for the actual yeah. painful thing that you did right okay so he says it's not so not good it, enough yeah no, he, he's like go back and break that fucking ring. <laughs> get back in the shed <laughs> yeah go get back in the shed um so, well, I mean, that, it made me double down. I was like... Are you serious? Yeah. You went back to the shed. <laughs> I really... Well, oh, that's another thing. I hit... I had a dresser in my room, and there was a little, tiny, little gap underneath the dresser between the floor, so I would put the hammer under there every night. Um, so you weren't then, making the commute anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so I wasn't making the commute anymore. <laughs> it's bad, two funny people telling painful stories no this is a coping method like, yeah gotta... and you want to know something really fucked up as i'm sitting here i was thinking you have a stand-up bit here that you could use i know i know and I know. how like our most fucked up things really are yeah because they're real yeah and that's what everyone says is like comedy like there's something real. really funny here yeah for I know. how fucked up this is maybe but i'll find it when i'm I gonna try that. to be more serious on my listening cause it, <laughs> no because like half of me does want to cry listening to this because i'm like oh. I, I feel so sorry for your younger self and hearing this. I so I feel yeah. so sorry for my younger self thinking about versions of this story that, you know, I went through this bizarre, like, I don't want to detour, this is what's tricky about this pod, pod, podcast, where, like, I don't want to, like, detour no, 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 someone's story. Yeah. But, like, the thing I'm thinking about is I went through, like, this hyper period of wanting to monitor my parents' sex life because, which now, like, I've unpacked in therapy of, like, this is gonna sound weird and like the thing that I feel the most shameful around of like feeling left out which Mm -hmm. sounds so fucked up it's like I didn't want to be having sex with my parents like I didn't but I like went to extreme lengths to figure out if I was being lied to or like figuring out like who was home at certain times I would like I would calculate when my dad was leaving in the morning to make sure that they weren't having sex and it's not like my parents were like running around having sex by any means there was just one event where I thought that they were and I was sure that they were lying to me and so from that event on for like two years I became obsessive over finding out the truth wow yeah that's very interesting actually yeah and I feel so shameful about that really yeah so shameful I mean that's also that's funny because I feel like I'm so embarrassed by it it's like get the fuck out of your parents sex life you know like I didn't even know if they had it. Like, like I feel so weird even talking about it now. You know, it's like that's really. It's interesting though because when you tell me this story, I'm not like listening to you and being like embarrassed. But that's how I feel about yours. I think this is why I'm saying this is because like yeah, it's not a shame. I still feel so much shame with it. Right. Right. Even like recently, I talked about it with my mom, and I was just like sobbing. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck am I 25 crying about this like weird incident that happened when I was 10 that wasn't even a real incident, but yet yeah. affected me so deeply? Oh my god, that it, that's just interesting. 
That's really fascinating. So, because it's fascinating to hear you tell this story, and like I'm having this reaction of like, that's not a big deal at all. Yeah, like you sound like a curious kid who is trying to figure something out. Yeah, and I'm sitting listening to your story, going, "Why wouldn't she have just told someone how painful this? Like that? I yeah, this I drowned. I felt horrible. I don't want to do this anymore. Right, right. And I'm actually gonna go physically harm myself because of it. Yeah, I know. It's like two kids who like didn't know how to advocate for themselves maybe like I don't even know for what they were trying to figure I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know what it is but uh, but I think what where I'm at with it is like how deeply a kid can feel shame Mm -hmm. and harbor it and even as an adult look back at that and I mean both of us are having that like stomach of like this is still shameful for me and for whatever reason I can talk about it because I'm an adult now but why is this still hitting me yeah in that childhood way so like I said before like five years ago I I couldn't tell this story yeah oh I I just also wouldn't have told someone what I just told you yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know um but but I think we just got to this because we were making fun of it and it's like There's yeah. con- there. We both know that there's so we get a, most of our um, comedy from. Yeah, that pain. actually that would be a great stand. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with my parents having that's sex. A punchline. I was obsessed with my parents' sex life because I felt left out. Yeah, that's. A I mean, really probably. Good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See this, but it's I don't do stand up. So. Yeah, I, none of us should do stand up. Honestly, we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about. It. You're right. That's a good joke. Anyway, <laughs> should I do stand up? You. Go back to your room. You're keeping the hammer under the okay, cabinet. Okay, so yeah. Um, hammer under the cabinet. Uh, my dad was like, that doesn't look bad. It looks like you just like kind of maybe sprained mm-hmm. it and like you don't go to the hospital for that. Like yeah. also like now that I'm older, like my parents didn't want to fucking pay all this money at a, a Yeah, hospital. you're seeing like more factors to it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like they're like, I'm already paying for swim team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are already investing in her. She must make the Olympics. <laughs> Not broken. Swim. Swim team. Yeah, I'm too busy paying for swim team. I can take it off. And I'm like, "Ah." oh god, pay for the hospital, pay for the hospital. And so it's one or the other. Yeah, that's that's really. No, I did that voice. Keep going. I don't know. I love it though. No, I was just thinking like an intense Russian family, like the gymnastics girls. How fucking crazy their life is. Yeah, gym gymnastics or die. Those were my coaches too. I had an intense German coach and an intense Russian coach. One was named Peter, who was the German, and Mm -hmm. one was named Vlad, he was the Russian. Yeah, I could. And I'm like a Jew, and both of those cultures were hated. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. So I think it was a lot of. It was more than just like (laughs) Swimsy. It was was really like like, Yes, yes, very good. Uh, some ancestral shit, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, back to the, the thing. So I was like, okay, double down. I'm smacking this. Ugh. The days are passing. Are you not crying when you're doing it or screaming out? No, or? no. I was focused. I was focused. I remember I would sit at my desk and I'd put my hand there and I'd go, <laughs> like, and I just knew... And I, I sometimes I would change it like like in like more reps mm. instead of more sets. But you didn't feel it. And no, I felt it. Yeah, but I just like I couldn't let anyone know. My room was right next to my parents' room. And then finally, I think I I went down to my dad every day for the next. Why didn't you go to your mom at all? You keep going to your dad. What did you think? Uh, was she know. not gonna be as easy to fool? No, I probably went to my mom. In my memory, it's my dad. Okay, every time, and I can't. I can't remember why. Um, but I think I had gone to him like the next two or th- 
three days and and then like he was still like okay we'll give it one more day and take a look at it if it gets worse and then finally I really beat it up and it was red it was mm. red and I and I was like there's a red ring there's a red could ring. you move it uh yeah I could I could <laughs> I, but I was trying to I was acting like I couldn't you know yeah. I was just like I was like, oh, it hurts. And yeah. I had broken it. And, and he was like, okay, let's go to the hospital. We'll get an x-ray, whatever. So we go to the hospital. I remember being scared because at first, you didn't they think like, it was broken? not even that. I was like really sure that I broke it. I was like, it's gotta be. Like, I, yeah. I can't, I can't I really keep doing this, this every fucking yeah. day. I'm like, at this point, I'll swim. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 I'm kidding. I really was. I would never the, swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would never swim. <laughs> For the record. Uh, it was that or jumping in front of the train. But yeah. um, so uh, we get to the hospital and I remember the doctors asking me how I broke my wrist. Mm. And I was telling them, like, I don't know, I like tripped over my pants. And, and then I started realizing that they weren't believing me and were starting to think that I was covering up for like an abusive parent. Or something like they're oh my god they were they then at one point like pulled me aside in a room and my dad was out in the waiting room and they asked me again and I think I was keen enough to know I was like oh my god my story's not being bought and they're gonna put my dad in jail oh I'm my god it's so funny you up. say that I'm about to detour again yeah, but yeah, I yeah. really think you'll like this story yeah. truly I think I was around that age and I had pinch have you ever had a pinch nerve yeah. I had a pinch nerve in my neck mm-hmm. and they took me to the ER weird move now looking back and um it was the year that they started asking mental health questions of like have you ever harmed yourself have you ever thought of you know I really think I was like 12 or 13 and they said have you ever thought about harming yourself or someone else and my parents were like oh this is no big deal and you know the doctor's about to check off now and I go well you know when I see a knife in the sink I think about stabbing myself with it (laughs) I swear to god that's what I said And they were like, what? (laughs) And my parents were like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, what? That's like, and then I was like, dad, you know, he's always like on a balcony and and he'll be like, what if I jump? You know, it's like, I have those thoughts too. Who Don't we all think these things? This is fucked up family. Yeah. And I remember, I don't really remember what happened next, but I just remember it like being a thing and having everyone that had to be like, she doesn't, she's not serious to some extent. I mean, she may be serious, but like, she's not serious. And, um. Yeah, that's just a weird one. That's, anyway. that's funny. Okay, let me think about where I was. Uh, oh, so I, yeah, they were pulling me aside in a different room. And I was starting to get nervous that, like, my story wasn't believable enough. Yeah. And not only would, like, my dad go to jail and I, like, fucked everything. Yeah, up. your, like, young brain went to the worst case scenario. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to know I was lying. And then I'm going to have to swim the swim meet. And my dad's going to be in jail. <laughs> They're still going to make me swim the swim meet in this world where my dad gets incarcerated for child abuse. <laughs> like, yeah, I testify like the day out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So fucked up. So anyway, uh, we finally, it, it all, I'm just like, no, I really tripped on my pants. Like my dad doesn't hurt. I don't know what happened. I just fell on my wrist weird. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. And they're yeah. like, okay, let's get you an x-ray. So I'm sitting there with, and now I'm nervous for the x-ray. I'm like, this is it. This is yeah. it. The big, <laughs> the big moment. Like, yeah. The reveal. I don't know how fucked up. And it so happened. I remember the doctor came back and he's like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to put you in a cast. And my dad was like, whoa, oh my God, you really did break your wrist. <laughs> it's like Charlie and the Chocolate. <laughs> it's you really real. Do it. <laughs> you found it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 
Wow, I can't believe your dad doesn't know this story. Yeah, no, no, I didn't, I didn't tell him. Um, and the the way I broke it was not a bad break at all. It was a hairline good fracture on my growth plate. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It was really good. <laughs> but they put me in this cast, and I was like. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of that swim meet because I broke my wrist. Yeah, you had visual amazing. proof of pain, which is another interesting thing of like mental health, the stigma of mental health. Like if you had, if a doctor had been like, she has extreme anxiety and PTSD, like how that, especially at that time, wouldn't have been taken seriously. But because you had this like neon colored cast, I'm sure. Navy blue. Navy blue. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck yeah. me. Um, <laughs> the saddest part of the story. Yeah. That's like the visual. <laughs> Um, confirmation yeah. of something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it felt like a full-on success, and I missed that swim beat, and I had a great few months. There was, like, the musical auditions, like, mm. killed the audition, killed the callback, you know, got yeah. that part. It was, I was riding high, and I, while I had that cast on, I don't remember why I did this, but I remember they put me in another swim meet while I was in the cast, knowing no. that I would heal. No. By the t- yeah, it was like torture. You weren't even that good. I know. I like, like, why I, do they keep putting you in that these? That was my fucking question. I was like, I'm clearly not going to the Olympics. <laughs> like, I get the slower times. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know why they were betting on me so much for the vibes, I guess. They're like, let's just torture this fucking kid. I bet that's what it was. That's wild that they put so you weird. in. And I and at that time I had like I used to collect rocks and minerals. Which, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like cool one. Okay. I was like the hot girl. Uh, <laughs> um and I had this one mineral fluoride. And <laughs> it was in the shape of like a diamond. So it was pointy on both ends. Yeah. And I would slip it under my cast and put it right on my wrist. Under the cat, like this was this was fucking crazy at this point. But I was just like, I'm gonna seal the deal. Like it didn't end. What would you do? There. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. What would that do? It would. So like the the bottom part of the. So like this is actually a good example. Uh, the bottom part of the stone. It was smaller than this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But bottom part would go here, and then the top part would be right up against the cast. And it was like big enough, but the tight the cast was tight enough that it would like squish the rock into my wrist. So it was pain, and I would walk around with that all day, just hoping it was going to... Make it worse. Yeah, make it worse. Crazy. So that it wouldn't heal by the time of that next swimming. Yeah, because I was ready shit. for them to take the cast off and then look and, at my wrist. And what and happened? Like, uh, I think th- I had, like... I, I don't remember if it worked at all, but I remember I had gotten the hard cast off, and then they... They weren't like, you're totally good. Yeah, they're never like, they don't take cast off and then be like, go swim. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, like there's a rehabilitation yeah. time. Yeah. No, I think they put like another, it was probably just like an ace bandage. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I had that for a bit. And I think by that time, this particular swim club had said to my mom, if, if she's not going to swim the meets, she's out. She's out. Holy shit. And so they kicked me off the swim cup club, which, like, you pay for. It's yeah. not, like, a fucking yeah. public club. It was so weird. I mean, I, it was one of those cases where I'm like, can you just stop thinking about it and take my fucking money? Like, I want to swim. I love the practices. Yeah. And I love the kids on the team. But they could not stand that I wasn't doing these swim meets. And I, th- 
And it was also weird. I, I had gotten mad at that point because I was like, I was like, okay, if I actually broke my wrist, like you would have kicked me off the swim team for having a broken wrist for that. Like, cause I, well, that, you did actually break your wrist. Well, yeah. But yeah. you're saying well, you accidentally. I mean? Yeah. Like if it was an accident. If you did was, trip over your pants and break your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. If all of that was true and like. Which to their, to them, it should have been true. Yeah. Right. Which it, it's so, and I thought that was shocking and weird that is weird and I think after that uh I don't remember why I stayed in swimming I really didn't want to but I was swimming and running at the same time I had both I went to a different club I I first started on this club called North Shore Mm -hmm. then went to Three Village Three Village is the one that I got kicked off of and that's where Mm -hmm. all my memories are and then I went back to North Shore Mm -hmm. after Three Village but at that point I was swimming and running full-time and I was so done with swimming at that point I was like I don't want to do the fucking practices anymore I hate this whole sport I hate the people on it I was so resentful by that time I'm like 14 15 maybe and I'm on track full time so I was like I'm gonna train for a half marathon and prove how much I fucking love running and not swimming so I quit swimming to be like sorry I gotta focus on my half marathon and then I ended up doing a half marathon when I was 16. And I was training every single day. Every single day. But the intention behind it. Yeah. And was I fear. When I said at the beginning of the podcast, like, oh, I'm really like, that's why I yeah. did that. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, would you have even. It's funny because I remember before, um, before freshman year of college realizing that you were in my my class and you know then stalking the people in our um, initial sound image oh, I didn't class know that. but your picture a lot of them were track yeah or a lot of them were you were in that so to think like would you have even done track done like fallen in love with it to that extent had yeah. you had it not been out of fear no no That's I don't, really I don't wild. think I really ever would have done track if, if I had like loved swimming I would have stayed a swimmer but I literally used it as a pivot. And then I did end up loving it. Mm-hmm. It was so free. I remember mm-hmm. being on cross country and like the whole point of cross country was running in the woods yeah. and endurance. And like, that's what I was good at. It wasn't the speed. It was yeah. like, I can run up these hills. Well, and- cross country also isn't in a stadium with people watching. Cause I was no about to say you. track in the stadium. Like if you had been doing hurdles, like how is that really much different than swimming? Track freaked me out. Yeah. What actually that, so I was using track loosely, but if we're getting more specific with it, I had the same fear yeah of like that makes total sense and they and track was the same thing where they would put me they would put me in a 400 <laughs> why do you just is, play like soccer or yeah, like, why are you doing these like horse sports i remember i remember saying that to my mom i was like i can't believe i didn't fucking do soccer when i was a kid like I, now I, i'm cursed to like all these individual sports and i don't i'm not like a performance anxiety person like i always remember feeling like all at the same time in high school I was also the MC for everything. Mm-hmm. And I'd get up on stage in front of the whole school and be like, welcome to the talent show, blah, yeah. blah, blah, or all the theater stuff. Like, I could do that. And well, for the record, when I care. when they put me in my first sport, which was soccer, they put me in as the person to do the tap, whatever, to like, this is, you can see where the story is going. I don't end up playing soccer. <laughs> but I, I don't know, like kick the ball to the other person and then they start playing with it. Oh, <laughs> that's off. a position. In My soccer. Anna's going to roast me for this. <laughs> but um, midfielder. And 
I just started hysterically crying and I walked off the field and I never played again. But this is how different, and I'm not saying this is good parenting at all. I mean, my, I know my par- my mom and dad are listening to this and you guys, you know, you were amazing parents. But um, when I say good parenting, I mean like I was allowed to quit always. Mm. And I think there's a lot of pros in that, but there was a ton of, there was one big con, which was like, I didn't go on a sleepover until senior year of high school, really. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, I had so much sleepover anxiety that I was terrified to go to college. Wow. Terrified. I mean, that's a whole other story. But my point of saying that is like, I regret not having certain, like, I think I would have loved summer camp, like sleepover summer oh, camp. Yeah. I think I would have like fucking thrived. You re- yeah, you would have been counseling. Oh my God. Absolutely. But too terrified, right? Yeah. And I was able to be too terrified, like yeah. to say, so there's a line, right? Like you were at one extreme right. of feeling like you couldn't quit yeah and I was at the other where it's like I'd quit before I even got there holy shit but now we're both performers which is interesting but this is also really interesting because I had sleepaway camp oh really yes yeah not sleepover anxiety I was fine with that and I loved having sleepovers I mean sometimes I was like your house is (laughs) scary your house sucks I have to leave (laughs) your house sucks I was like that That probably would have been me honestly (laughs) I was like this isn't nice enough I need to go I gotta go no but I remember I went to sleep. This is funny because it's a similar story, uh, sort of. But I went to a Jewish sleepaway mm. camp. I always say it's the second worst camp to happen to Jews. Mm. <laughs> you can't, you can't. See, that's such a good stand-up joke. Have you used well, that? No, I haven't. You have to. I think I will. Yeah, that, it's a pretty good punchline. Yeah. Second worst camp to happen to Jews was Camp Monroe. Uh, and I went there because my best friend at the time, Sarah Schoenfeld, went there. Mm-hmm. Shout out. And I shout out. What's up? It's Sarah. Yeah, you live in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and I remember going there and I felt, I was like, oh no, 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 this is not the vibe. Like they'd, they'd make you do Shabbat every Friday. It was very religious and I didn't realize how religious it was. And I was just not. But it sounds like you just hated it. Like you weren't actually anxious about it. I was terribly anxious. Oh. There was, so I, there was one time I stole my camp counselor's phone. It was at that time where like no one really had phones and like the best phone. Oh, was to call your parents room. and yeah, be like, so, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I was like, yeah. please. Oh, and I did and they didn't all pick time. up. And I, mm. oh, here's an, oh my God, wait, this is therapy, Molly. Because I, so I steal that phone, leave a message. It doesn't work. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, I got to find another way. Um, so I pretended to be sick mm. or something and went to the office and I was like I need to call my dad yeah I think I said like oh, we don't have the medication that I have and they call him and he just he he like laughed on the phone I don't know why it's always my dad too it's just these are my memories I think at that point my mom was also away it just happens to be that for these two stories Do you have a mom yeah <laughs> um <laughs> no the big reveal yeah yeah no mom uh but he like, yeah. My mom was with my sister somewhere at that time. I think they. It's okay, you don't have Italy. to justify. Where no, I know. Was. I'm just. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And he was just like, "Oh, she'll be fine. She'll be fine." But I was terrified. I was so scared. I was trying everything I could to get out of that camp. And <laughs> okay, coping with comedy is mm. where I was gonna get to because I think the way I rationalize so much of this stuff, mm-hmm. and this is it, kind of transformed. Mm -hmm. From like, I was in these situations that felt bad Mm -hmm. and then I would come out of them and I would have a funny story. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, there's the pro. Like there's the silver lining is I can make people laugh. Totally. say it's the second worst camp for Jews. Yeah. And like, 
tell all these stories, you know. Yeah. And then. Totally. I can totally relate to that. And then it sort of almost like turned into like that's what I seek out now. It's mm-hmm. like I do put myself in situations willingly that but, I'm like. But with this story, you never, you never told it. Like, it, it, but just like with my parents, weird right. sex story, like I never. It was the shameful thing for me. Yeah. There were other ones that like for whatever reason weren't shameful. Mm-hmm. But these two for us went in this this box yeah. of shame. Yeah. Versus comedy. Right. I know I could not. I didn't think it was funny I, at all. I couldn't. I thought it was weak actually maybe huh. for me. I think maybe that was. Like I mean th- I don't want to like psychoanalyze. Um, But this is my Go question. Ahead. So I'm just going to say it. Yeah. If this is so therapy, if your younger self was sitting here today, if 13, 12 year old Rose was sitting here with the hammer in her hand. (laughs) No, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have taken it that far. I want like a cut of you telling a hammer joke and then all those times, like a compilation. And then the chubby version of you. Um, (laughs) No, seriously, though, like what um, what would you want to say to that kid now? Swing harder the first time. (laughs) All right, I think that's what we had an hour. No, I mean, I'll give you a serious answer. What would I say? Here's the thing is... Well, I, I'm asking that because, like, do you look at that kid, like, if you were sitting here right now, do you see that kid as weak? No. Or do you see it as, like, an incredibly sad, painful, where you're just like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to do the swim meet. Let me take you out of this situation. I actually... The strangest thing is, like, you ask that question, and I'm not saying... That anyone should self-harm for these, re- you know, mm-hmm. it's like, but genuinely. Self-harm I, for the right reasons. Yeah, self-harm <laughs> for the right reasons. I, I'll co-sign that. Thank you. Um, I I genuinely don't know what I could have told myself to not do it. Yeah. I could, I, I would have been like, you're going to get a good story out of it, I guess. I don't, like, you know, I don't, there's nothing that could have stopped me. And like, yeah. even me sitting here now, I'm like, I, I remember how stuck I felt. Yeah. Like. Like, I simply don't know how I could That's okay. I mean, I think that is more the stuff that you'll process with a therapist. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this one up, though. So, okay. I mean, does, did that story just kind of end? I mean... I guess that's it, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to ask you... Um, yeah, I feel like we covered a lot in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we crushed it on time, so nice. good job. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to ask you something that I'm trying to ask everyone and I always forget to ask. What is your favorite restaurant in New York? What is your go-to spot? Oh. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, you've never been to New York? Go to like <laughs> this place. It's like, what is my Rose's favorite spot. favorite spot? What would you recommend? Oh my God. Uh, it's not a restaurant. That's fine. It could be a deli. It could be whatever. It's Sunrise Mart. Where Sunrise is it? Mart? What is it? Okay. Sunrise Mart is, oh my God, why am I forgetting the street? It's 9th Street and mm-hmm. 3rd. In uh, Manhattan? In Manhattan. There are a few, but... Sunrise Mart is a wonderful little Japanese market that's literally like uh, you have to go up an elevator and it's a grocery store. It's a Japanese grocery store, Mm -hmm. but they have like onigiri, which is like the rice balls for you. And that's just it like brings me joy to walk in there. How did you find it if you have to go up an elevator? I think I was really looking for a Japanese market and uh, it just like said it on Google Maps. It was like, yeah, don't be afraid. Take the elevator. And I was like, okay, all right, I did it. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I will blindly trust. I've done worse. I've broken a wrist with a hammer, so <laughs> I can um, handle an elevator. Sun, so it's Sunrise Mart. Sunrise Mart. Mart. 
Mark. Yeah. Okay. On ninth and third ish. Ninth and third, I believe. If yeah. you look it up. Yeah, you'll find it. There's like you find the elevator, so you found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look for the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rose, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I hope me, that Molly. everything felt comfortable for you. It really did. Okay. I'm actually really happy you brought this up. This feels like more in line with your yeah. podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you don't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone. <laughs>